Hello, my brothers and sisters, wherever you are listening in the world and in the time zone today, whether it's good morning, good evening, good night, whatever it is, you are listening to the Book of Boredom podcast with myself, Brother Paul, and with me, as always, my eternal companion. How you doing, sister patient? Oh, I'm having such a good day today, Paul. I, everything has gone my way. Oh, really? Tell me about it. Funny thing, I had a podcast to edit and it went quite well. Oh, really? Really? So did the Lord bless you with with the good podcast? Oh, he blessed me and he kept me. Ah. He kept me from eating too much so that I can keep this wonderful figure. Oh, okay, yeah, you know, because I do know that the figure is what God gave you. Oh, look, you got to work what God gave you. So, m- mine, mine, there's a little bit of assistance from alcohol and excess junk food, but, you know, <laughs> overall. I have faith, uh, Brother Paul, that uh, one day you will lose those extra pounds and get back to the weight that God wants for you. Oh, excellent, excellent. Well, he shouldn't have made beer so goddamn tasty, but there you go. I know, he's such a fucker, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, he's like, here's the delicious tasting beer that makes you feel amazing. <laughs> but it'll also make you fat. <sighs> you will feel sexy, but not look sexy while drinking this beverage. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least you feel sexy. I mean, that's getting partway there. Yeah, yeah. It, you know, it's all about the feeling. <laughs> all about the vibe. Oh, that, 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 that God, he's such a mystery, isn't he? <laughs> oh, such a mystery on top of a conundrum, on top of an ice cream cake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just never know what he's up to. He's always him in his shenanigans. <laughs> If only we could get him and Satan together. I mean, I'm sure they'd get on like a house on fire. Well, I actually have a theory that they are friends and this is just like a bet. Like, you know, they're just, God's like, okay, I'm going to tell the people this, you tell the people that, and let's just see who has the most at the end of it. <laughs> and let's call the whole thing off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I reckon it's just a big intergalactic eternal bet I love it. between two mates who are just sitting back watching us. You know, smoking some weed or something, going, <laughs> look what I made those fuckers do. Yeah, it's like they went to Vegas and are playing some ridiculous slot machine. Yeah, yeah, you know, they're loving it. One day they're going to come forward and be like, ha, <laughs> We're just their big reality TV show, basically. <sighs> well, if it's a reality TV show, I hope it's a reality competition cooking TV show. You do like the cooking TV shows, don't oh, you? Oh, I do. A little too much, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which one? Which ones though? Like, you're not into like MasterChef and My Kitchen Rules and that sort of stuff, are you? Not so much. Probably more just because I haven't gotten around to them. Ah. Uh, see, I look at a lot of the, these reality TV shows, whether it be the cooking ones or the building ones, <laughs> and it just seems to be people cry because they can't do the thing that they're meant to be doing. <laughs> yes. So the cooking shows are people crying because they can't cook properly. The building shows are people crying because they're not professional builders and can't build properly. (laughs) That reminds me of that South Park episode where they have Randy doing white people renovating homes or something. (laughs) Actually, it's funny you bring up South Park. Did did you see the Mormon episode of South Park? Dum, 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 dum. Dum, 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 dum. (laughs) Of course I have. You know, the crazy thing, there's that, and then, of course, they, they did the Book of Mormon musical. I don't know if you saw that. I haven't seen that one yet. But that is one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen in my life. It was so good. <laughs> but the irony of it is the guys who wrote that, you know, the South Park guys, they know more about Mormonism than most Mormons do. And they absolutely fucking nail it. Wow. So 
if you want to know the truth about Mormonism, go watch the South Park episode because it, it's spot on. There's not a fault in it. We should watch that together as some sort of Patreon thing when we get our ass into gear. That is it. We will be setting up a Patreon first and we were talking about challenges when we reach certain milestones. That is one we could add, yes, to a live recording of us watching that. <laughs> or at the very least, live tweet it. Yeah. Dum, 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 dum. <laughs> the tweets will just be endlessly dum, 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 dum. dum, dum. Uh, and while we're on the topic, we do have the social medias on the interwebs. Um, so we do have the Book of Mormon podcast. Uh, Book-, uh, Book of Mormon. <laughs> we do not own the rights to the name the Book of Mormon. The Book of Boredom podcast uh, on Facebook and on Patreon. Uh, check us out. We would welcome your feedback. We'd love to hear what you guys think. Uh, good, bad, indifferent, whether you want to kill us because of what we're saying or whether you want to buy us a beer, I, we will take it all on board. <laughs> kill us or kiss us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, or, once again, I think I said this in the first first episode, feel free to send the hate mail to me because I'm the ex-Mormon here <laughs> and all of the fan mail can go to patients. Thank you. Yes, I'm the ring in here. Yep. Don't blame me for any of this horse yep, shit. Yep, yep. Yeah, all she's doing is reading. She's the innocent bystander in all this thing. I'm the one that is going to hell. I just have a potty mouth. That's it. Actually, incidentally, Mormons don't just believe in one hell. There's, like, different levels of hell. What? Yeah, yeah. Tell me more. There's the hell where you still get resurrected and get a body, but you're not in heaven. You're just on your own, not doing much. Okay. Hmm. But then there's the hell hell, which is a place called Outer Dark. You don't oh. get resurrected. You don't get another body. You stay as a unbodied spirit. And that is where, like, the worst of the worst go. Oh. But, but, but get this, okay? Mm. The worst of the worst are those who deny the church and deny Jesus after leaving. Oh. Okay? So technically you could be a murderer, a rapist, a pedophile. If you repent, you can still get some level of heaven. But if you say, no, God and Jesus are not real, then you are done. Holy fuck. So technically, according to Mormon doctrine, believe it or not, mm. I am worse than Hitler. Let's both go to this outer darkness together and uh, I'll make sure that I'm going there by saying that God and Jesus is not real. I fucking hate them both and they can go fuck themselves. Yeah, but, but you see, that doesn't count because you weren't baptised as a Mormon first. Oh, I was one of those other ring-in Christians. Yeah, oh. yeah. So you, you've got to have been baptised and done all the Mormon temple stuff oh. and then deny See? See, so I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you are not as evil as me. Uh, as much as you wish you could be, you are not. How do I attain that level of evil? I, I'd have to convert and then deconvert. We're going to have to baptise you. Oh, fuck, that, that just seems too tiring. Hey, they, uh, if we ever get 10,000 Patreon fans... Oh, we should totally do it. I will baptise you. Hey, we've got the temple down the road. Oh, oh, you live close to that thing, do you? I do, yeah. Last time I was there, I got a photo of myself giving it the bird with both hands. <laughs> but there you go. Okay, Patreon goals. If we ever get 10,000 fans on Facebook or Patreon, I will take patients to a pool somewhere because I don't think the Mormons will let us into their church, and, <laughs> and I will baptise her. Oh, that, I'm so excited, Paul. Let, let's make this happen. Let's make dreams come true. Get yourself a nice white dress because this is going to happen. Oh, I love it. Well, you know, I've got a nice white dress over there. But hang on, though. Is it modest? Does it cover your arms down to your wrists and your legs down to your ankles? Fuck no. I don't wear anything that isn't slutty. Oh, you whore. <laughs> And you're just begging for trouble dressing like that. If you're showing off your ankle, then, oh, whore of Babylon you are. Oh, <laughs> tell me more. 
you know the Christian rules: no shoulders, oh. no no ankles. Oh. I don't know. I, I don't think we're going to be able to baptize you. You just clearly don't understand these things. I'll cover up just for God. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because we all know that if you show too much shoulder and ankle, then you know the boys just won't be able to control themselves. <laughs> We need to have a little bit more faith in the boys. Yeah, I think so. I see comments like that, you know, like I'm getting on my high horse here, but this is something that really pisses me off, you know, is when a girl is sexually assaulted, you know, they're like, what were you wearing? Did you provoke it? You know, we need to teach our girls to dress more modestly. Like, no, we need to teach our sons not to fucking assault women. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, we digress there a little bit. This (laughs) This is meant to be a fun Light-hearted comedy show, and there I am getting onto my high horse about how men are assholes when they sexually assault women. Yes, back to the fun. <laughs> yeah, back to the fun. So how about we get into chapter two? Sounds, Sounds very good. Juicy. We're up to chapter two, aren't we? Chapter two of First Nephi. Yes, and there are a lot of and it came to passes in this one, just so you know. So. All right. I'm going to add a ding every time one comes up. And again, think about Nephi there chiseling this on gold plates. <laughs> <laughs> this dude has got, like, the biggest right hand ever. All right, all right, you've got tonsils of steel, so let's do this. <laughs> okay. For behold, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto my father, yea, even in a dream, and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Lehi, because of the things which thou hast done. <laughs> what things? So God's talking to him in a dream now, okay? So he went from earlier on saying he was seeing pillars of fire and shit like that. Right. Now he's just dreaming. Oh. Now, I have some funky dreams at times, I will admit. I mean, some crazy shit goes on in my head at night. Oh, for sure. I'm not going to write it down in a book and tell people they have to follow it. Well, that's because they'd probably get rather pornographic, wouldn't they, Paul? Oh, yeah, yeah, but, I mean, still, it would make much more... <laughs> It would still make a much more interesting story than this. Oh, you got that right. If there was a book describing myself having relations with Princess Leia from Star Wars... <laughs> okay, that's what I'm saying. Help me, Obi-Paul! Feel my thrusters. I see that your lightsaber is bigger than mine! There's a guiding light. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, so he's having some pretty funky dreams, borderline psychotic. Let's just see what happens from there, okay? So keep going. And because thou hast been faithful and declared unto this people the things which I commanded thee, behold, they seek to take away thy life. Hang on, hang on. At this point, nobody has threatened to kill him. No. But he's had a dream where God's like, yeah, they're going to try to kill you, mate. (laughs) I mean, for me, this is where I'd say to God, well, how about no? I kind of like being alive. <laughs> tell them not to kill me. Don't tell me. Tell them. <laughs> and it came to pass that the Lord commanded my father. The Lord commanded my father. Oh, okay. His father, which is. Lehi. Because it's, it's Nephi that's talking. Why couldn't Lehi have written his own fucking book? Ah, okay. Finish this chapter and I'll get into that. All right. Cool. Looking forward to it. Okay. Even in a dream that he should take his family and depart into the wilderness. And it came to pass that he was obedient unto the word of the Lord. Wherefore, he did as the Lord commanded him. And it came to pass that he departed into the wilderness and he left his house and the land of his inheritance and his gold and his silver and his precious things and took nothing with him save it 
were his family and provisions and tents and departed into the wilderness. That's a great fucking idea. Let's go on a long journey and not take money. Yeah. I mean, if he's going to take all the other things, why wouldn't you take... The stuff that fucking matters. They're going to have to trade with someone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Didn't think this through. That's okay. (laughs) And he came down by the borders near the shore of the Red Sea and he travelled in the wilderness in the borders which are nearer the Red Sea. And he did travel in the wilderness with his family, which consisted of my mother, Sariah, and my elder brothers, who were Laman, Lemuel, and Sam. Wow, Sam really pulled the short straw on those names, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, only a single syllable and everything. <laughs> he couldn't even be a Samuel. He was just Sam, that's it. You know, it's not mentioned in this book, but there's another book where Sam helps Frodo return the ring to Mordor. So <laughs> he, he, he had his moment. Oh, and there is wickedness there that doesn't sleep. <laughs> Tell you what, they are. Tolkien did a much better job at making shit up than this. Oh, for sure. Having said that, though, I got halfway through the second book in that trilogy and I just couldn't keep going. It bored me to tears. At least uh, he showed everybody the language he created. Joseph Smith couldn't even do that. He's like, yep. It's a language that none of you have heard of and I'm not going to tell you about it. Yeah, that's really interesting, isn't it? They both kind of invented languages, although this guy just claimed he could read one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A language nobody's heard of. You don't you don't need to see it. You don't need to read it. I'll tell you what it says. <laughs> and I can't show you what it looks like. <laughs> yeah, I'll make life easy for you because I care. <laughs> and it came to pass that when he had travelled three days in the wilderness, he pitched his tent in a valley by the side of a river of water. And it came to pass that he built an altar of stones and made an offering unto the Lord and gave thanks unto the Lord our God. And it came to pass that he called the name of the river Laman and it emptied into the Red Sea and the valley was in the borders near the mouth thereof. We are going to have to look this up on a map. Is there a a river near there, near the Red Sea? I think so, yeah, yeah. There's a few around there. Smith wouldn't have known that other than it's mentioned in the Bible. So geography wasn't his strong point, just by the way. It'll come up a few times. Geography, archaeology, all those things, not really his forte. (laughs) Have the Mormons worked out what the name of that river is? No, there's quite a few, so, yeah, I don't think they can kind of narrow that down. There was a place called Bountiful, which is coming up in the coming chapters, but, yeah, it was supposedly this place they found on the coast where there was, like, lots of trees and grass and everything, and that's where they kind of built the boats to travel across the sea. (laughs) The Mormons found a place in the Middle East where there was, like, grass and trees and, like, that's it, that must be bountiful. Oh, my God. Have you ever been to a coastline? Yeah. (laughs) Anywhere where there is ocean, there is usually trees and grass and shit close by because they get a lot of rain. Even in Australia where it's just desert. I know, so... That's kind of part of being on a coast. It's vegetation. Anyway, we'll get into that later, keep going. All right. And when my father saw that the waters of the river emptied into the fountain of the Red Sea, he spake unto Laman, saying, Oh, that thou mightest be like unto this river, continually running into the fountain of all righteousness. Oh, God. And he also spake unto Lemuel, Oh, that thou mightest be like unto this valley, firm and steadfast. (laughs) And immovable in keeping the commandments of the Lord. Sounds more like what you want in a sexual partner, doesn't it? Oh, my God. Now, this he spake because of the stiff neckedness of Laman. The pill is for the penis, not the neck. (laughs) 
For behold, they did murmur in many things against their father because he was a crazy man. No, it says he was a visionary man. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the movie The Castle. You're an ideas man. Yes. Dad, I dug a hole. You're an ideas man. Tell him he's dreaming. No, really. It's not real. (laughs) And had led them out of the land of Jerusalem to leave the land of their inheritance and their gold and their silver, and their precious things, to perish in the wilderness. And this they said he had done because of the foolish imaginations of his heart. Okay, okay, so here's something I don't understand. Joseph Smith, with this verse, is trying to say that it was a good thing that Lehi left behind all of his money and went to the desert to die. Two older sons are saying, you know what, Dad, that's not a good business strategy. I could understand saying, okay, we're going to move away to somewhere else because this place we're in now isn't cool. We're going to find somewhere else where it's better for us. But you take your goddamn money. Yeah. I think I want Layman and Lemuel to be my accountant. Yeah, yeah. As, as we go on, like, they try to make out that Layman and Lemuel were, like, the stupid, evil, bad kids. But, although it's all fiction, obviously, they were the only ones that were, like, expressing any rationalism or were actually thinking this through. They weren't all that bad. They were just like, Dad, think about this, you know? There's so many stories like this in the Old Testament. God speaks to someone, they get shunned. God goes against the people, let's shun them, and no one lives happily ever after. It's a classic Bible story. It's like, God was only speaking to this particular person at this particular time. People gave him shit for it, so he pissed off somewhere else. <laughs> God being same old, same yeah, old yeah, asshole. Yeah, but for some reason, leaving all of your valuables behind is a good thing. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. I, I mean, you're not going to get very far without that stuff. You know, just saying. Pay for things. You need to, like, have a bit of a, a nest egg behind you. You don't want to go on a long journey and run out of fuel. Besides, they're going to have to make those gold plates one day and bury them in a mountain. Exactly. Gold doesn't grow on trees. <laughs> and thus, Laman and Lemuel, being the eldest did murmur against their father, and they did murmur because they knew not the dealings of that God who had created them. God, that's a weird way to say it. They didn't understand God. Again, chiseling gold plates, let's try to kind of, you know, be a bit more concise here. (laughs) And Joseph Smith didn't understand the English language. No, not at all. Neither did they believe that Jerusalem, that great city, could be destroyed according to the words of the prophets. And they were like unto the Jews who were at Jerusalem, who sought to take away the life of my father. And it came to pass that my father did speak unto them in the valley of Lemuel with power, being filled with the Spirit, until their frames did shake before him, and he did confound them, but they durst not utter against him, wherefore they did as he commanded them. Durst! <laughs> Wasn't he the lead singer for... Um, Limp Biscuit? Limp Biscuit. Yeah. Limp Biscuit was in the fight time. What was his first name? Fred, wasn't it? Good old Fred Durst. He was there. Keep rolling, rolling, rolling <laughs> to the valley of Lemuel. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> the, next, the next verse is my all-time favourite verse. Read... read Verse 15. Okay. And my father dwelt in a tent. Yes. The reason that was my favourite verse was because back in the day, okay, we had a thing called seminary, okay, which all 
teenagers in the church between sort of 12 and, and 18 go to while you're in high school, right? Oh, okay. Now, I used to have to go to seminary at like 6 o'clock every fucking morning before school, okay? And it was basically a scripture study class before school every morning. Jesus, I had no idea. Yeah, okay, and, and like it's different in Utah where like the church is in every school, so it's like one of the subjects at school. But yeah, we would have to be there like 6 o'clock every morning to study the scriptures. We had to do this thing called scripture mastery where you memorize a scripture and quote it back. Right? <laughs> and that's why this is my favorite scripture, because I could stand there and say, I have mastered 1 Nephi 2, verse 15, and my father dwelt in a tent. Thank you, everybody. I'm here all week. Is that the shortest verse? Oh, yeah, 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 the shortest. It's the one verse I have never forgotten. I took it to heart. I took all everything that teaches to heart. I every now and then dwell in a tent myself when I go camping. <laughs> um, all inspired by that one verse. That is a wonderful verse. Fuck the rest of the Book of Mormon. I'll be happy just with that verse. Joseph Smith was so verbose that even his shortest verse of his whole friggin' book was seven words long. And if you look at the Bible, the shortest sentence is two words long, which is oh, Jesus oh. wept. Oh, yes, Jesus wept. I memorized that one too. <laughs> that was my other favorite verse. There's another one somewhere in the Bible about kicking against the pricks, which we always thought was funny as well, but I digress. I'm surprised, actually, that verse, why isn't it longer? I mean, it should be, and my father dwelteth in a tenteth that was madeth of tenteth things that he dwelteth in next to the rivereth with which he campeth. <laughs> ching, 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 on the gold plate. And God read back from the gold plates and was very displeased and he broke the plates. I mean, if you're going to make... Every other sentence in the book needlessly long. Why not that one too? Consistency and creativity. Is that too much to ask? It is too much to ask. Okay. Hit me with chapter, uh, with verse 16. And it came to pass that our Nephi, being exceedingly young, nevertheless being large in stature, and also having great desires to know of the mysteries of God. That sounds like a porno. I know it does. Wherefore oh. I did cry unto the Lord, and behold, he did visit me and did soften my heart that I did believe all the words which had been spoken by my father. Wherefore, I did not rebel against him like unto my brothers. Okay, I'm no medical expert, but softening a heart sounds like it could lead to some sort of permanent damage. <laughs> you, you probably don't want that. You need a good, strong, robust heart. He was probably just taking the stuff to soften his stools. Yeah. <laughs> Soft hearts usually result in needing a transplant operation, but, you know, what do I know? And I spake unto Sam, making known unto him the things which the Lord had manifested unto me by his Holy Spirit. And it came to pass that he believed in my words. Sam said, Beholdeth, I am busiest. I am leaving with the hobbits to go to Mordor. So goeth, fucketh thine selfeth. But behold, Laman and Lemuel would not hearken unto my words. And being grieved because of the hardness of their hearts, I cried unto the Lord for them. And it came to pass that the Lord spake unto me, saying, Blessed art thou, Nephi, because of thy faith, for thou hast sought me diligently with the lowliness of heart. And inasmuch as ye shall keep my commandments, ye shall prosper and shall be led to a land of promise, yea, even a land which I have prepared for you, yea, a land which is choice above all other lands. Okay, so Nephi had the same mental disorder as his father. Oh, it runs in the family. It's genetic. Maybe I can cite that in my next genetic 
genetics assignment. <laughs> and inasmuch as thy brethren shall rebel against thee, they shall be cut off from the presence of the Lord. See, he's not giving them a chance. <laughs> he's pretty much saying right there, yeah, they're, they're going to fuck up and rebel. Just, you know, they'll be cut off. Don't worry, you know. The fuck, man? Give them a chance. Uh, what exactly is he going to cut off? Well, the presence, apparently, which I'm assuming is something on the front. <laughs> All the important bits. Yeah, yeah. They're not going to cut off that annoying hair on the back of the ear or anything like that. It's got to be something no, significant. No, no, no. Um, and inasmuch as thou shalt keep my commandments, thou shalt be made a ruler and a teacher over yes, thy brethren. This is classic younger child syndrome, okay? You were the only child in your family. I, I was the third of four. Yes, fortunately, okay. I didn't have to contend with any others. Exactly, exactly. But there's always this thing, the youngest child always wants to be like the special one. Mum and the dad's favourite, stand out from the crowd. This is just younger sibling syndrome. Now, hang on, Paul. Weren't you the youngest? No, actually, no, you weren't. No, I was the third. I was the third. So. All right. You were kind of a middle child. Yeah, I was the middle child. I was one that had to put up with bullshit from both sides. <laughs> so how did okay. your younger brother turn out? Yeah, he's fine, actually. He's, he's doing he's doing just fine. He didn't try to rule me or teach me, so we're, we're good. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> but yeah, this, this is all this. Nephi was the youngest, and he's just got classic Google it, people look at psychology stuff. Youngest <laughs> child syndrome. This is exactly what we are talking about here. <laughs> Mormon Psychology 101. Yes, yes. For behold, in that day that they shall rebel against me, I will curse them, even with a sore curse, and they shall have no power over thy seed, except they shall rebel against me also. What? What? Hang on. Uh, well, hang on. For behold, in the day that they shall rebel against me, I will curse them, even with a sore curse, and they shall have no power over thy seed, except they rebel... Ah, everybody's rebelling. Yeah, like your descendants are going to rebel against you. Yeah, I thought he was like double cursing people. But yeah, he's saying if Nephi's seed rebel, then they will have the same fate as his older brothers. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Have to read it a second time or you just kind of like, what? One more verse in this chapter. Go! Yay! And if it so be that they rebel against me, they shall be a scourge unto thy seed to stir them up in the ways of remembrance. Mm. So what we will find out later is what God meant by they will be cursed. Oh, what's and, he going to do? And spoiler alert, if anybody doesn't want to know this until we're further into the book, turn the volume down now. They go to America and they split into the Nephites and the Lamanites. So basically Nephi and his brothers have this big kind of falling out and they split. Okay. So the curse God is talking about is the Lamanites who rebel against God are made black. Oh no. Yes. And the Nephites who are good are white. Oh, that's just so messed up. Uh, I think this comes more in third Nephi later on, but yeah, basically it literally says the cursed ones have given us given a skin of black and the good ones of white. Is this why Mormons are so white? Yeah. And <laughs> fucking racist. Which brings me to actually, you know, the 
prophet, quote-unquote, after Joseph Smith was Brigham Young. He was an advocate of slavery. Oh. He openly taught that black people were cursed because of Cain and because of the Lamanites, oh. and all this sort of stuff. So we get into the racist history of the church. It's so disappointing that attitudes that are a scourge on society started with stuff that is fundamental to certain religions. Well, I mean, the Bible's the same. I mean, the Bible says Cain killed Abel, so he was cursed with a black skin, which was the mark of Cain. All of the, his descendants had the mark of Cain, therefore the black skin. So pretty much all slavery and racism for thousands of years came down to that one verse. The thing is, too, I mean, they weren't really looking for any other interpretations because it's pretty easy to not interpret that Mark of Cain bit as being black because I've never heard it referred to as that. Maybe there was just a Mormon interpretation of the book then. Yeah, I just think they wanted to read it that way. Well, we'll have to Google it. I'm pretty sure, um, and anybody listening can verify or, or deny this but yeah i'm pretty sure the mark of cain was like the whole justification for mistreating people of color for centuries and millennia was because they were cursed because of cain's sin but white people we're all cool <laughs> so cool <laughs> before we wrap up you mentioned the book of lehi earlier on okay before i have any more drinks and completely go into incoherentness the book of lehi according to joseph smith was the first book he translated but then Martin Harris, who was one of the witnesses, his wife, who was clearly an intelligent woman, was questioning Joseph Smith's translation everything like that. So the story goes that Joseph Smith placed a bit of tracing paper over the plates and kind of scribbled over it to show the symbols, right? Right. And then he gave that to Martin Harris with his translation to take to an Egyptologist or someone like that to look at. Okay. Right. And he gave over 200 pages to Martin Harris and his wife to take to this person to verify that his translation was correct. Those pages went missing. Oh, fancy that. Yeah. Mm. So, but they were shown to someone and the official Mormon story that the person who saw them said that the translation was correct. But then when he was told the story of where they came from, he said, I can't read this, it's not true, throw it out. Mm. Okay, so there's a bit of speculation as to what exactly happened, but basically, yeah, those pages went missing. God smacks Joseph Smith hard for it for not being faithful. <laughs> Because then the pages are out there and people could then say that they were not true and Joseph Smith made it out, they decided to completely leave it out of the Book of Mormon. What was the real reason they left it out? Was it just sort of like the prequel that didn't make much sense? Maybe, I don't know. Like, yeah, basically he gave it to them to look at and it was proven to be a fraud. So he said, well, that's just people trying to say that it's not God's word, it's not real, so I won't even put it in the book and they can't make anything up. So now we've got this second-hand story, which is basically the same as the first-hand story told through another character. This guy said, well, I'll say the same thing again, but I'll just say that it's his son telling the story this time. So instead of Lehi, it's going to be Nephi. I just like changed a few letters and it's the same sort of yeah, pretty much. Nephi to a grasshopper story. Pretty much. <laughs> and on that, you know, any Mormons listening, although I don't think there's any Mormons listening, but their whole argument was, you know, like Joseph Smith presented these characters that were on the plates and it was verified by experts and whatever and then they later denied it. No. Nobody that's ever seen anything Joseph Smith ever did has ever given it any credibility at all. He supposedly translated from some other metal plates that were found at some point. He supposedly translated from a book that was meant to be the book of Abraham that was a fraud so 
anybody who knew anything about Egypt or Jerusalem or that region or their languages was like, no, that is complete <laughs> bullshit. Of course, according to the Mormons, that's just, you know, Satan trying to throw people off the track. I think if the age of mass communication has taught us anything, it's that humans fib on repeat all the time, even when they don't mean to. It's just endless amounts of gossip and garbage information, even supposedly non-fiction books about scientific topics often don't do their due diligence and make sure the science actually replicates. But see, that's, that's the thing Mormon people ignore. There is no geological, archaeological, DNA, historical, nothing at all to back up the stories in the Book of Mormon. Zero evidence at all that it ever happened. But they will still be like, oh, that's just Satan deceiving people or, you know, the Lord hid these things to give us faith. But, like, when you see what happens when they go to America and the, the massive cities they supposedly made and the hundreds of thousands or millions of people that existed that there is absolutely no record of whatsoever. <laughs> it's all a test of faith. You know, God hid those hundreds of thousands of dead bodies from us because he just wants us to have faith. He loves wiping people off the planet. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of his thing. <laughs> but anyway, I, I hope you committed to this for the long haul. Oh, I'm in it. <laughs> I'm in it. I want to find out what happens next. Yeah, yeah. Well... <laughs> It's going to take us a while to get through this, I think, but... That's all right. Yeah, that's what podcasts are for. They're meant to have a long shelf life, so. It'll be a good antidote to my stressful weeks because before this, I was feeling pretty stressed out and frustrated with my week, but you know what? That's going away now. After a good chat with you... Nothing feels better than laughing at stupid <laughs> If you're listening, if you're having a stressful week, don't be concerned. We will be back here next week with another episode and we can help relieve your stress and give you a good laugh. I love it, Brother Paul. I love it too, Sister Patience. And yeah, until next week, everybody. Yeah. Keep it scripted. <laughs>